Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. You're listening to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And it's really funny today because Jane's really rolled up about this one. So <laughs> she's angry and we haven't even started yet, which is always exciting. Jane was actually pulled onto radio the other day to speak about this because it was something that came up at news.com.au. It's an online um, dating survey. It's, they collected data from over 700,000 people by the online matchmakers eHarmony. And they've come up with lists 10 uh, most important qualities that you look for in a partner and 10 least important qualities. And Jane disagrees left, right, and center. <laughs> I think they've fed them. They absolutely do. Um, so, what we're going to do, shall we start with sharing? what the survey said about the 10 most important important qualities. Yeah, I reckon we should. Okay. So we'll go through them one at a time. So so number one most important quality when looking for love is friendship. Is that true, Jane? It is, in my opinion, I think it is one of the number one, one of the top things that you should look for in friendship. But here's where I'm really rolled up about this report. They have fed them the answers and probably said, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going 99.9%. Tick this box, tick that box. Which do you think is more important? They've fed the data to make their company look like that everybody that is on their website is this highly evolved person looking for these really cool things. The reality is that I have interviewed thousands of single people. And one of the first things I say to them is, what is it that you're desiring from my service? Because our service actually is also about just having opportunities to meet nice new people, to have personal growth, to have the opportunity to first time step out as a single person. How do I feel about myself? What do I want to share? What do I want to learn? What don't I want to share? And have those opportunities to make new single friends, have opportunities to just get out and feel good about yourself after often when a relationship ends, self-esteem takes a plummet. And then there's the dating side. Now, admittedly, most of our members, most people who come to me, want love in their life. Some want it today, wouldn't be soon enough. Others might say, I do, but you know, I'd really want it to happen slowly and gently. And then there's those that are everything in between. So I don't force feed anything. If they say they want to date or they want a relationship, I'll then ask them, what is it that you're looking for in a partner? I feed nothing. I want to hear their words, their truth, so that I can best serve them. So what's the number one thing everyone's looking for? Usually they'll go for something physical. Yeah, because chemistry is number two on eHarmony's list. Okay, yeah. So phys- physical, yeah, they'll give me their physical type. They'll say um, they'll often talk about intelligence or versus education. That's not even on the top ten. No, but they actually in this report have also given us the ten least important qualities. And what is on the least important qualities is what people first ask for. They absolutely do. And it's interesting that if you go on websites like RSVP or Match.com or whatever, the things that they ask for, they ask you to tick the boxes, are the shallow stuff. I was just about to say, can we be really real and honest and genuine here? People in that first, you know, hit, like we want the shallow stuff. No. Yeah. He's got to be tall. Yes. He's got to be absolutely white. He's got to be... You know, 99% of my coach, no, that's not fair to say 99. I'm going to say 50% of my coaching is helping people to become consciously aware of what actually would be good for them in a partner because they're going for the physical. They might go for the intellectual compatibility. And, and that's usually, they might then chuck in something like, you know, 
might be kind or um, must be good socially. You know, it's it's really surface stuff that mm. people ask for. Now, I'm not putting people down. It's that they don't know. They don't know the answer to that question. There hasn't been real thought or even research on it. You know, the, the biggest research that they've had on what am I looking for in a partner is sitting with a couple of girlfriends or mates on a Friday night and, you know, oh, he'd be good. Oh, no, he's too short. Or or she'd be nice and, oh, do you reckon she's got a horrible laugh, you know. It's pretty shallow stuff. So I actually truly believe that this survey has been completely manipulated by a matchmaker or somebody that really does know the good stuff that helps with a relationship and compatibility is saying, we actually think you should be looking for this stuff, so let's help us get these 10 in order. So it's saying that the 10 most important qualities we're looking for love. See, number personality is five, romantic attraction is number seven, and physical closeness is the last one on the list. Things like number three, enjoy the way I feel. Uh, number four, open about how they feel about me. I mean, people don't talk this way. <laughs> I would like everybody to have this list. If every one of my clients walked in the door saying, this is what I'm looking for, I'd go, fabulous, you can all meet each other because guess what? You will probably fit each other. Uh-huh. But it's not how people really do think. Now, the most interesting list really here for us to pick on and hopefully to provide some really worthwhile content to you playing along at home is the 10 least important qualities when looking for love because this is a contentious number of points here, I yes. think. It really is. This is what rolled me up on radio yesterday when they asked me to do this. Go, Jane, go, go. <laughs> okay, so the number one thing that people care the least about is a partner's belief. And I just disagree with that so much. I think it's such an important thing that your belief systems are compatible. And people will actually say to me, those that have given a little bit more thought to answering my question of what is it you're looking for in a partner, will say, I want some somebody that's got similar values to me. You know, they, that's a really common thing for people to ask for, similar values. Now, that's not even in the top 10. Okay, yeah. so partner's belief though, Jane, how long do you need to be with a new somebody to actually figure that stuff out? Because that stuff can be the deep stuff. It can be. Now, we come back to our podcast we did a few weeks ago on the four stages of a relationship, and that's what you start to find out about in stage two. Right. Um, You know, you can find out about it in stage one, which is your first three months roughly of a relationship. You certainly can. And it depends on how important it is to you. So, for example, if we talk about... um, well, let's look at jump to number nine, which is kind of... I haven't even done with one well, yet. Well, <laughs> when I said well, they kind of tie in, partner's belief system. All right. Now, is this a belief system of your your morals, your values, or are they talking about number nine, which is religion? Right, right. Now, I don't think it, it matters. Like, I can understand people saying I don't care about someone's religion because in the old days it would be, you know, I'm a Catholic and you're an, a um, Protestant. Protestant. You guys are just so not getting on the same page. You're just not going to be married. Or you do what my grandparents did, they eloped. <laughs> Go then. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I think that religion nevertheless is important in the sense of I like to use the word spirituality. Are you agnostic? Are you atheist? Or do you believe in something greater than yourself? And I, th- I truly believe you need to be compatible in that. 
So I'm not saying that, you know, um, somebody that's Buddhist can't be with somebody who is Christian. No, but I've, you know, my girlfriend, she and her husband, beautiful people, so in love, but you've never seen such a big fight as you've seen over, first of all, the wedding, Greek Orthodox versus Italian Catholic, and now, <laughs> and now they're worrying about the christening. Like, you know, because two completely, completely different systems crashing head on with two massive pressuring families on either side and sometimes it doesn't matter how much you guys love each other under that kind of pressure you are stressed out of your mind yes. and fighting like cats and that's dogs. right look we will get to all of these and discuss each of these individually but i just want to get it up front of what the areas that i feel that people need to look for for compatibility physical emotional intellectual uh spiritual financial and social in that order jane <laughs> whatever order you want to put it you need to have compatibility on all six now some of those you're going to say i don't care about and you may find that there's only three areas within the six that you actually find are important to you but they are the six for you to explore yeah you know it was interesting um so the beliefs you do need to be on the same page it's going to cause massive problems i have to say i wholeheartedly agree with you you cannot say that that is one of the least important values your partner's belief because Here's the thing that I've learned in my very young, I mean, I'm 33. I met my husband when I was 20. So we've been together for 13 years, whatever, right? Now, in that time, we have changed so dramatically as people. But the thing that the glue that's enabled us to stay together is the underlying long-running values and beliefs the whole time were exactly the same. So when it comes to the big stuff, yeah. We entirely agree. The surface level stuff can do whatever it wants. I'm talking lifestyle, environmental, friends, decor of your house. None of that stuff matters. But if it comes down to oh, – give an example of what, what a value or a belief might be, Jane. Like, okay, so um, it might be that I believe in kindness. I believe in coming – well, I'll just use myself. I believe in coming from love, not fear. So that is something that – I'm looking at even things more though, Jane. I'm trying to, okay, so well, let's trying go to get an example. Human. Let's go sense no, of humor. I'm no, I'm going okay. really specific stuff like we both believe it is wrong to steal. We both like to be transparent with our finances. We both feel our children don't need to go to, uh, you know, a, 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 a regular church sort of an upbringing. We both feel, you know, it could actually be as specific as that. Yes, absolutely. You know, those kind of values. We're, yes. we're both not racist people. We're yes. both, you know. Yeah those kind of values as well yeah absolutely and I, I just fail to see how anyone could have a relationship with it i don't know maybe people out there do have relationships with well them if they do i'd love to hear from them well yeah that'd be good but how does it work know. i guess it's a complete tolerance surrender and acceptance on that level well that's right and there can be you know but well no you can't tolerate if you tolerate that ends up in toxicity you either mm. accept or you reject okay. and that's a topic for another day okay <laughs> okay so now number two the amount that they smoke they don't care about fascinating Number the second thing I actually they don't often say to me they don't want a smoker a non-smoker but on my join up form after I've asked what are you looking for in a partner I'll say you know do you smoke and they'll go no and I couldn't stand that would be the biggest thing that people in my membership want is a non-smoker and so I find it really interesting that that is the second thing that on eHarmony that people don't care about. It's like from a flippant point of view, like, oh, that's just something that could change or that's just a, you know, again, kind of like an environmental or social or lifestyle thing. That's not really important. That's not a deep value. That's not a... Maybe, but, it's, maybe it's shallowness of, you know, but if they really love me, they'll give up. 
Yeah, and that too. But you know what? Smoking can be actually tied into values because it can be tied into a person's deeper emotional place and, you know, is it connected to issues they may have for years and years and years and, and are you prepared to take on the whole package of what that represents? You know, is this somebody that you can have a, a healthy long-term seven decades with? Is this, you know, that well, it brings up Well, I find this interesting because, what, and bearing in mind, I don't know what age they've targeted on this survey True. because most of my members are age 30 and over. So many of them have had long-term relationships. They've had, um, you know, marriages, um, many have been widowed. Life experience. Absolutely. And so a lot of them, they won't ever though, really jump out initially and say smoking. What they will do is say, I'm looking for somebody that doesn't have a substance abuse problem because they've experienced people that have had either some sort of drug addiction or alcoholism or some sort of drug dependency and they've, you know, not had a great experience with that in a relationship. So it's natural for people to come and say, I'm looking for the reverse of what I think I had last time. Yes. We help them with that. Yes. Um, age, that people don't care about age. Now I think in a perfect world, that's absolutely fantastic. That is up in the top five that people will give me an age thing. And most people will go roughly up to five years younger than their age is is uh, for for men traditionally yeah. it's still there for men to want to go five years younger women to want to go up to five years older. Okay, I've witnessed this because I sat next to Jane at a table at a conference on the weekend and somebody came right up to the table and the first thing out of her mouth was she's worried that her new partner is fifteen or twelve whatever he was years older than her. People care about age. They do care. They care a lot about it. And I actually then went on and I spoke to her about um, it is very common. For particularly people in their 50s, I will hear a lot of both men and women say that they'd like to meet somebody around 15 years younger. Now, the problem is they're not wanting to date each other. So I don't have people in their early 40s or mid-40s saying that they want to meet people that are 15 years older. So there's a whole heap of people that are actually going undateable at the moment because they're not negotiating on that. And um, we've got a podcast on that too, Are You Undateable? If you need to, <laughs> you need to know where you're missing out in life, we'll tell you why and how, what you're doing wrong. <laughs> so age is a big thing and I actually try to get people to expand their age range because you want your door to be wide open. You don't want it too narrow that nobody can get through and, be, and, make, you, and, and make you undateable. Now, so age is a big thing. Number four on this list of ten least important qualities when looking for love, which Jane and I disagree with if, you, if you've only just joined us. Number two and number four, I put the same. Yeah, I that's class it. the same. That's so right. Number two is the amount they smoke and number four is the amount they drink. That's right. Um, number five, um, eth- ethnicity. I haven't even said that ethnicity. right. Ethnicity. Thank you. <laughs> Stumble along there. Um, I would agree with that one. I haven't had anybody really, and I think that's actually something to be celebrated, that we have finally in our culture hit a point where people are open to meeting people of all sorts of backgrounds, and I'm really excited by that. Occasionally I'll have people who will say, you know, oh, I don't want to meet people from XYZ country because they're all XYZ, yeah. you know, but th- that is such a minority. So I'm really excited by that because racism is something I, I've never tolerated in my life. Something which I want to throw in here just because I can for a spiritual perspective because I'm a psychic in stilettos is I'm finding more and more with some of the much younger people that I've done sessions with, and I'm talking teens and early 20s, that we've got such old souls being born on earth now that more and more these kids, when they look at people, they are not seeing gender, ethnicity, age. They are dating whoever soul they need to or or, having relationships with whatever souls they need to for their karma. So I've seen girls who I wouldn't class as lesbian in a lesbian relationship because they're having a soul 
whatever. They're experiencing That's something beautiful. Or I'm seeing, yeah, absolutely multi. I hate the word multiracial relationship. It just sounds like it's such a I don't know barrier crossing definition of yeah. something. That's but yeah, you know, you see. The Asian kid with the tall, white footy player guy, or you see the black girl with the, I don't know, the, the Muslim boy. Or, and, and they just, they're not seeing They don't that. even see it, do they? So yeah. they wouldn't even know where I'm coming from by getting excited by that. Mm. But as someone about to turn 50, you know, I I grew up where there was so much racism and uh, and it's just, it excites me that it's not there. That's mm. like, yay. Yeah. Happy for that one. Now, height, <laughs> This makes me laugh because... In my, they've said that number six on the list is that people don't care about height. I wish that was true. I do a lot of battles on this one because 80% of women will ask for a man that is six foot or taller and only 60, uh, sorry, and only 15% of the Caucasian market or Caucasian single men, and we use that because that is still primarily the majority of our population here, are actually six foot or taller. So if that 80% of women do not negotiate, they will not negotiate on six foot or or um, they won't date somebody that's five foot 11, then we've now got 65% of the single women are going to be single forever, forever. Jane, do men care about height in women? No. Very rarely. Very, Very rarely. And when they do care, do they want them tall or small? It's usually relative to their height. So if they're a bit short, they want them a bit smaller or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so a man that is a very petite frame and, and reasonably short is going to ask for a petite girl. But, you know, when we're putting people together, we take all of that into consideration. Of course. Because like attracts like. And people feel comfortable when they're meeting people that are similar similar in physical, similar in intellectual. They feel more comfortable. Yeah. And that's what we do. It's good manners. You put together people that you know are going to feel comfortable. Then they can explore their connection. They can explore their differences. I find the height thing personally really, really interesting because I reckon it goes into an area of science that I don't know if anyone's studied unless we can, again, just put it down to almost caveman evolutionary stuff because I can't explain it but as a woman even if I don't know him if there's a tall man standing next to me I just get a feeling like Whoa! like it's just amazing and it, and it must go back to primal stuff <laughs> this is white night which we talked about a couple of episodes ago whoops <laughs> Actually, I'm actually Christian arguing. Gray. <laughs> yeah, but it's wired. I reckon it's wired into us to, to actually seek. Uh, you know, when they they have done studies on women look for men with symmetrical faces because it means their offspring will be blah 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 blah. And I'm sure that heights. What about the sexy thing? Now, what is it? It's that your waist is to be a certain percentage to your hips. That is apparently what men are drawn to for yeah. reproduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is remember what it is. I'll find out and let you know the, in another podcast. The dieting anorexic girls have it all back to front because men want it. They actually want to see that size 16 Marilyn Monroe hourglass yes, figure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm. I know it's gorgeous. Oh, we're it? off track. Number, yeah. where are we? Seven? Number seven. Education. Okay, so I would say that's something that I get asked a lot about is, and I will try and encourage people to not see, to change ed, the word education because many will say, well, I'm university educated, I'd like somebody that's university educated. And I believe they're ruling out the street smarts people because, in my opinion, some of the most fascinating people I've met are those that are self-educated. Excuse me, like former Prime Minister Paul Keating didn't even finish year 10 or whatever. So, like, that attitude has got to go. It has to go. What about those people that are 
so intelligent that they are bucking the system because they're not wanting to be going to be told what it is they're going to learn. They're going to go out and research. And, you know, the internet is the very fact that you're listening to a podcast. Podcasts is our, that's my university now. Yeah. I choose where I'm going to learn and who from, and I love it. Yes. Um, so I encourage them to not really get hung up on that. Mm. But there's, I would encourage them to change that to intelligence. Mm. Now, if intelligence is important to some people won't care less about that. There's nothing wrong with that. But many will. If they are, if they are head people, if they are highly intelligent people, they're going to want to have a highly intelligent partner. While we're on intelligence, can I state something just in case anyone out there doesn't realise this? There are many kinds of intelligences, okay? And teachers who are ahead of the eight ball are now using this in classrooms because not every child comes out of the same cookie cutter. You can have, you know, intelligence through music. You can be emotionally intelligent. There's spiritual intelligence. There's life force, life, you know, innate intelligence, universal intelligence. And there's, you know, hardwired brain, left brain, whatever, academia, which is the traditional one that we recognise but not the only form. Yes, so I'm Kinesthetic, I'm leaving them all out. There's such a long list. You can Google it. It's fascinating. I love that because it's just time to stop trying to get everybody into this one little box of what's your IQ. You know, IQ for what? (laughs) Yeah, that's ego and that's just validation. Absolutely. Number nine, religion. Uh, We talked about religion. We touched on that before, but it's actually number eight we missed, income, which is a big one. Whoops, whoops. Now, income. Um, I'm a huge fan of people being financially compatible because it, the statistics we talked about in one of our podcasts a few weeks ago that what were the stats bet that you said about how many marriages are ending in divorce now? Was it 50 oh, something? It's 49% or, divorce rate. 49% divorce rate. In now, Australia, it might be higher. Is that 51% in America? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's very high. And I have seen a study, I can't remember the exact figure, but of that, a lot of them, cited financial incompatibility as the problems behind their marriage breakdown. Fascinating. Finances. Now, there was some some statistic. Okay, we're just going to throw it out there. Please, maybe you shouldn't quote me on this. I'm just going with the feeling of it. But it was something like if a female earns more than the male in a partnership, the chances of them ending up separated was something in the 70%. So if you're in that situation, I actually just go, you know what? Know that there's some tricky stuff to work through there, but work through it. That is just because it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is. Does this go back to our alphabet yeah, stuff? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Go because men don't beta. know where they fit in if yep, a woman does that's it all. Right. That's absolutely right. As does your comment earlier about the tall thing. Why does that feel so good? Because it's alpha. Love it. Makes love you it, feel beta. <laughs> that's the only reason. And we've been taught that it's wrong to want to feel beta, haven't we? Like uh, we have been taught, and and yet we're crying out for it to feel beta. We really are. Yes. We really are. This is all covered in the White Knight episode for I, those of you that I want. I think we'll have to we'll have to do a movie back about the beta twenty thirteen style of girl. Mm. That'll be a Hollywood blockbuster. Okay. Okay. So income. So what I encourage here is it's not about how much you earn. It is your how you respect money. How do you spend? How do you save? How do you value it? Is it hard to come by? Is it easy to come by? So if you've got the same respect for money as your partner, you're going to be fine. This goes back to the personal beliefs we started this whole thing on because it's about money values and how mum and dad handled money and how we were raised and my relationship with the energy that is money. That's Spiritual that's insight. Right. It's called current because currency, it flows like a current, you know. That's uh, right. Or rather, it's called currency because, you know, you're so following. So people saying <laughs> that they don't care about these things, 
are actually not caring about the very things that break relationships Yes, yes, yes. And this is why I'm so riled about it. So with income, a multi-millionaire can absolutely be perfectly compatible with somebody on minimum wage. Now hear that. You absolutely can be if you respect money the same way. Jane, tell your story about leading with the wallet. Okay. Okay. So this gorgeous guy comes to me. I've actually had quite a few, but there's one that springs to mind who came to me and uh, he was very, very wealthy and he just spoilt his dates. He just led with money. He would go on, he'd go on his first date with someone and they would know that he, where he grew up, that which he grew up in a very affluent suburb, um, the private college that he went to, which is one of the most expensive in our state. Um, he um, was a share trader. They knew that he did that. He reeked of abundance, of financial abundance. But he couldn't understand why. But he truly believed that all that women wanted was a man with money. So he had this very, very distorted view as a child that women need to see that you've got money or you won't get a second date. This is the same theme as the movie The Great Gatsby, which is just about to come out starring Leonardo DiCaprio. So I'm asking you, Jane, was this particular client of yours, do you think in, that a very large motivation to him going off and creating this affluent lifestyle was was to get a date? Yes, it was. To Absolutely. Be liked, to be likeable. Well, not just to get the date. That was one key part of it, but it was actually to be liked, to be seen, to be heard, to be validated. Yeah. And his beautiful parents um, who, when I dug deeper, he had a whole heap of gorgeous values and a lot of beautiful worth, but his upbringing was actually very much about money. And it was at a time, so I think this guy was in his mid-40s, so he would have grown up in the 70s, by done my nuts right, and so he would have um, been around that time where his parents, you know, what club do you belong to? Um, you only hang out with the kids that are similar to you. You know, there, there's good families and bad families. There was Stepford Wives, it was keeping up with the Joneses, it was all of that. So it was, you know, really the whole materialistic worshipping external validation. And so he knew that that's what he had to do to be in a certain group, to be liked, to get the date. Mm. And so he really didn't see he had any other worth than money. So therefore he had to splash it around real quick on that first date so that he'd get the second date and the third date. And he just didn't get it. Well, he was getting it. So when he came to me, he had no problems getting dates. And he said, but women are only after me for my money. How do I know how to pick somebody that's good for me? I don't know how to pick that. My mum was a beautiful wife to my father. I want a wife that's like that to me, but I don't know how to pick her. So I said, well, actually, I think you've been leading with your money, so you've been attracting people that need financially rescuing, that are only interested in you for your money, and you're sensing that, you're feeling that. What we need to do is present you with people that are your equal, so people who don't need your money, that are financially independent. And so we have plenty of, of women that are like that. It's very, very easy for me to, to set him up with women that didn't require his money for them to be living great lives. Mm. And they liked him at the dinner setting where they meet in a group of six. So he got to swap phone numbers, but he only ever kept going on one date. And so what I was getting the feedback from the girls was that he was all about money and they thought he was shallow. So we had to do some work on what other values he had. And he was gorgeous. He had the most beautiful respect for women. The works we dug, he truly respected them. He had such alpha and beta balanced roles that he wanted to play in a woman's life. He had so much to offer. So anyways, we dug deeper and he started to see his worth in other areas. 
slowly, and it was slowly, over time he stopped leading with the wallet until he ended up in a situation where he was leading with his great qualities of who he is a person. I actually can't remember if he's in a relationship or not, but I know his dating experience did definitely change. Oh, that's a beautiful story, Jack. good story. So what's the take-home message on income for relationships and and descendants and people that you – What's the bottom line on money, Jane? Well, you need to be uh, you, you need to be compatible on it. You've got to be respecting money the same way. So a multimillionaire who has worked hard for their money and they are responsible with their money and they give a certain percent to charity and a certain percent to saving and a certain percent to spending and, and living can be compatible with a person on minimum wage who's doing exactly the same. Okay. So you can't have somebody who's got an abundance of wealth and somebody on minimum wage who can't wait to write up the list of how to spend your money. That's not going to happen. All right. Okay, so equality. Number 10 on 10 list important qualities when looking for love is, Jane, they have said they don't care if knowing the other person is to blame when things go wrong. They don't care about that. They don't care. And that astounds me because my number one tip to have a happy relationship is to own your own stuff. So if somebody walks in and you're dating someone who says, you know, I've had a really bad day today and I'm I'm doing my best to not take it out on this gorgeous date because, you know, it's my stuff. Oh, my gosh, that person's worthy of a second date and a third date. They're not blaming you. It's not your fault that they've had a bad day. Right. So I can't believe that they don't care about that. Knowing where to blame when things go wrong. Yeah. Finger pointed. That's, oh, that's victim mentality right yeah. there. I'm yeah. looking for somebody who will just say, yeah, it was all my fault. You're right. <laughs> Who behaves yeah. like that? Yeah, that's right. So this is a really weird, weird, and I'm so saddened by this because 700,000 people being interviewed, I was excited that I was going to get fantastic either insight of something that I've missed in my research. I get really excited when I learn new stuff that I can implement into my working life and, and on our podcast. And I just didn't. I got the complete reverse. I saw a highly manipulated Unless, you know, the thousands that I've met are... No, it's valid. It's it's just, you know. Jane, what's your list then? The Jane Donovan list of 10 least important qualities when looking for love. Least important? It doesn't need to be 10, but what do you find people genuinely really don't seem to care about? Okay, well, there's really two answers to that because there's the answer of what they don't care about when they first meet with me and then as they learn more about relationships and becoming more consciously aware, that changes. Mm. So let's say what what once they've, you know, experienced single for a while and they become more consciously aware, what do they start to not care about? They actually do start to not care about where you live and, and, and what you drive and what you do for a living and they do start to care more about how you make me feel, how compatible we are, you know, are we, is the hot factor there? That's got to be there because if it's not there, they're a friend rather than a lover. Um, but they do care more about the inequalities that we do need to be compatible with. Mm-hmm. So what in some ways they've said in this people do care about is not what people that are newly single do care about and it's what we want them to get to. So that's why I'm saying that this has been manipulated. And what we want people to look at is what's going to make you happy long-term, six-foot-tall is not going to do it. Maybe for me, but, yeah, no, go on. Jane, I've so enjoyed this session with you today. 
Oh, good. It's been a bit of fun, hasn't it? It's always a bit of fun with you, Jane. I hope that you join us next week for much, much more fun here on The Love Couch for Love Life with Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And don't forget, we love your feedback. Let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if there's anything that you'd like to record, like us to record on, or, of course, if you disagree with us, even more exciting. So do find us on Facebook. Have a fabulous day. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.